guitar before? It was as though this plan had been with him all his life, pondered through the seasons. Now, in his 15th year, crystallized with the pain of puberty. So, why'd you move here? My mom had to get a restraining order against my stepdad. He has emotional problems. Oh, I have those too. What kind of emotional problems does your dad have? I met a new friend. Real or imaginary? Imaginary. I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by these instruments of fear. I haven't seen stuff. Donnie is experiencing what is commonly called a daylight hallucination. <laughs> I have to obey him. He saved my life. Have you ever seen a portal? <laughs> Has he ever told you about his friend Frank, the giant bunny rabbit? The what? Every living thing follows along set path, and if you could see your path or channel, then you could see into the future, right? I'm not going to be able to continue this conversation. <laughs> Up. You should already know that. Hello and welcome to Time Babble, where my colleague and I babble about films. More specifically, time travel films, or films that generally mess about the concept of time. The films will be a heady mix of highbrow and lowbrow, but the chat will probably end up heavily weighted towards lowbrow. This week we're looking at Donnie Darko, and the version we're babbling about is the theatrical cut of the film. This was the first film written and directed by Richard Kelly. It stars both Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal alongside Drew Barrymore, who also produces and was a key part in getting the film made, Patrick Swayze, Mary McDonnell, and Catherine Ross. The film is the everyday story of a highly medicated, troubled teen who sleepwalks and converses with a six-foot bunny rabbit. The rabbit gives him instructions, and Donnie has no choice but to follow them, even if the instructions involve a smidge of axe-wielding and the occasional bit of arson. But when the rabbit gives Donnie a time for when the world will end, things get much more serious. The film was originally released in early 2001 at the Sundance Film Festival, where it got both huge accolades and terrible reviews. It took a further six months to gain a theatrical release in cinemas in the US, the main problem being the scene with Donnie firing a gun, as this was only a few years after Columbine, so most distributors were nervous about showing a team with a firearm. The film then opened just a few weeks after September the 11th, and as part of the story and the trailer involved a plane accident, it didn't help the film find an audience. A year later, it was released in the UK to rare reviews and its reputation started to build and grow. There are several versions of the film, but we highly recommend the original theatrical cut over the slightly bloated and over-explained director's cut. There is an unofficial film sequel, S. Darko, a stage production, and in 2021, Kelly announced he was finally working on a follow-up film. Happy Easter, nerds! <laughs> we bring you death and misery! Yay! Yay. But a bunny rabbit! Um, yeah, yeah, no eggs. No. no none of that saw, anyway. Uh, no. Is there an egg in it? There's a pumpkin, but there's no, um, there pumpkin. no eggs. Yeah. yeah. Carved into the shape of the rabbit. That's so cool. And I love, 
And I love that in this version, it's just there in the background. Yeah. That's so much better. Cause it's just, it's like, I actually rewound at that point and went, what's that? It's like, yeah. yes, that was. Just casually on the kitchen table, there's a very scary bunny head. Beautiful. Him. Yeah. Beautiful. Because the bunny head's quite scary anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's not, we're, we're not in Is it Harvey the scariest bunny in, um, in cinema history? Cinema? Oh, it's Night of the Leapers, isn't it? Yeah, and um, General Wombert. Okay. Oh, Warship Duda. Yeah, Warship Duda, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Warship My Down, yeah. That's right. Um, Warship <laughs> Down. <laughs> Gerald Butler's in that as well. <laughs> that Butler. Is that White um, House Down? Which I keep get mixed up by White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. That's, that is a rookie error. That's a common. It's a, that is a common, it's a, it's but a rookie common error. It's a common mistake, but it is still. I know, mean, you know, we're supposed to know our films, right? And I don't know that. Know. Man. Oh, no. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for me as well. Yeah. And the listener is probably just embarrassed. <laughs> the listener's not listening, mate. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> uh, it, it possibly is, because, I mean, Harvey, Harvey the, the famous film Six Foot Bunny Rabbit, is, is nowhere near as menacing as, um, as Frank. Partly because you can't see it, but maybe it's exactly the same costume oh. they wore to help Jimmy Stewart, you know, act against it. And he's just brought, standing off camera. So they bought Frank out of retirement for Donnie Darko. That's right. Oh, okay. It's possible. I mean, yeah. what's interesting is that they don't... I watched the documentary. Oh, yes, The Rabbit Factory. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'll start again. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot that joke. Uh, say <laughs> joke. Um, so I watched the, the Rabbit Factory. And oh, yeah. um, they don't mention Harvey as an influence at all. They mention no, Watership Down, which appears yeah. in the director's cut of the movie. Yeah, which is... But they don't mention Harvey, and it's like, really? <laughs> is, there some, is there some weird copyright that they're not allowed to, <laughs> or some lit- yeah. litigation that they're not allowed to mention those know. two films together to be because a double bill? That'd be a good cinema a double really bill. really good double bill, yeah. yeah. It's an invisible elephant in a room that you're not talking yeah. about. Yeah, very odd. Yeah, yeah. There aren't any. I can't think of any of the six other than the giant rabbits in Night of the, the, the Leapers. The Leapers, yeah. or Leapers. Leapers. It's Leapers. Leapers. Um, I remember watching that as a kid. That's genius. Yeah, it's like the sixties uh, Godzilla of the rabbit world, isn't it? Was they cr- as they're crunching through those sets. <laughs> but I, I love, I love that moment in the film where his psychiatrist refers to it as a six foot bunny rabbit. <laughs> the, the word bunny makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, yeah. A six foot rabbit. Yeah, okay. A six foot. Bunny Rabbit. There was that um, Easter film called Here Comes Peter Cottontail, 1970. Oh, okay. That we're going to be doing quite soon, listener. Ooh. Yes. I haven't told you about this, have I? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm playing along, but no idea what's happening. No. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't remember Beatrix Potter writing a time travel film. <laughs> All of her stories were time travel films. This is Tiggy Winkle, right? She goes <laughs> yeah. back in time, treads on a butterfly. Oh, oh it doesn't no. end well for the Tiggy Winkle family, I tell you. Oh, if they get eaten by dinosaurs. They do, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully little dainty watercolours of that scene, though. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex oh. crunching down on a, a tiny oh, little enrobed and... Um, <laughs> enrobed? Enrobed. <laughs> yeah, enrobed hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the watercolours and the pastel oh, colours it's just beautiful, beautiful. it's beautiful and it's just horrifying. splattered with yeah. um, gando blood <laughs> Tiggy Winkle Gore yeah oh nice yeah well if, they, if they're doing it with uh, the Winnie the Pooh then they, they presumably at some point I mean that wasn't gore them. that was spread everywhere with Winnie <laughs> no. no time Mysteries and dreams. Listen to me. Right, back to the film. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's all the six foot bunny rabbits covered. Yeah, I think so. If you know any more, <laughs> three. Um, right if you know in, any more, right send them in. Yeah, right yeah, in. We'll, we'll Don't send the bunnies in. Oh. Oh. You can, you can do what it's, you a PO, you it's a PO box, you can do what you like. They're not coming directly into the office. Yeah, it's a giant aircraft hangar. Oh, God, yeah. Just, got. just up in NASA base, yeah. But yeah, there's a, there's a film to talk about, yeah. There is a film to talk about. I'd forgotten how genuinely dark. It's a long time since I've watched this, and it's, I've forgotten just how dark it actually is. It's quite a bleak little watch, isn't it? It's I nice. think it's just sad and mournful. This atmosphere of sadness and we dread, yeah, dread, yeah, yeah, and um, existential dread. That's what we're oh here God, for. The best kind. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, yum. Delicious. <laughs> mm. And um, but that said, uh, conversely, I've forgotten how funny the film was. Oh, there's a lot there's of humor so in it. So many good gags and yeah. jokes, and some of the cuts. Some of the cuts. Some of the cuts are incredible. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things I wrote down. There's an amazing cut. Yeah, <laughs> I know you have to come remember what it's for. <laughs> if I presume is what I'm thinking of, but we'll get to that. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah, it reminds me very much of Heather's. Yes. That kind of pitch black kind of, um, and it's quite a while after Heather's. It's, I'd, I'd forgotten it was 2001. I, I'd put it in my brain into the earlier 90s, but I'd forgotten it was as late as that. If that, yeah. I mean, it is a millennial film, isn't it? Well, the planes falling from the sky. Yeah, is, is yeah, that, is, that, is, that is 2000 all over it, isn't yeah, it? Isn't it? Um, yeah, and um, the soundtrack's incredible as well. Especially again in this version. The other version the messes other, it up, doesn't it? It's yeah, like, what do they do? That's that? the weirdness of that. It's that's so, very strange. Was it a rights issue? I don't think so. I know there was lots of problems. If you watch there the was originally. Yeah, there was yeah. lots of problems with some, some of the rights, which is why they chose certain songs over others or had to go with other certain songs. But it works, and, and the fact that they filmed filmed a lot of this choreographed to songs even before they got the rights to them yeah they did yeah it makes no sense that it's different or the cues i think yeah are the cues are different it, yeah it doesn't make really sense it's really strange yeah. it's one of the rarer examples of a director's cut that kind of messes it up oh oh no i mean there's I mean, I'm not saying there aren't, that do, but, there's so many but this is a good example of it it's a really good example of it it's not needing too much back in yeah i think it you could uh did it do the director's cut the same damn as uh, Southland Tales? It, oh, okay. Because yeah. you could argue that's somewhat <laughs> full, that film. You know what? Yeah. I really love it. I, I, I've yeah. got a real soft spot for Southland Tales. Mm, but yeah. yeah, it is bloated, but in a nice way. Whereas the director's cut of this one, it's just, it's just not needed. If this was the studio asking him to put in explanations, that would make more sense. Whereas his the, the theatrical cut is... It's up to you to decide in in many ways. Um, seems an odd an odd way around. Yeah. But then I'd forgotten or not fully realised that he hadn't actually directed that many films. In fact, there's hardly any. Four, I loved the, it. Yeah, I, I remember the box. I loved the box. That was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah. that's a very tight, tiny story, isn't it? But even that kind of veers into inscrutability, though, which I like. Don't get me wrong. Mm, yeah. Oh, and uh, you know, he's painted in floaty water. There's a lot of that in there as well, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> he does like his floaty water. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But going back to the music, do you think the mm. choice of Echo and the Bunny Men on the soundtrack was a bit on the nose? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic song and it's absolutely oh, it's pitch perfect. Thing about watching it, you listen to the, you hear the lyrics in a different way watching it in this film. Exactly that. It's, it suddenly takes on a meaning that it probably, well, it obviously didn't have. Without realising it, it's the story of the film. It's, yeah. It's, is in that opening sequence. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he had to fight to do that opening montage and all that kind of stuff. I hate to say this phrase in front of you, but I admire the opening. (laughs) 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 
No comment. No, no comment. comment. No comment. I'm going to get your lawyers involved in that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can feel are. that. I can feel oh. that. Breath. Yeah, I can feel that garlic breath. Every s- my- God, they do like garlic, don't they? They love garlic. I love garlic. They're never not chewing on garlic. That's true. That is true. Raw garlic. and Lots of it. Time! <laughs> yeah! What is they're very little. They're very little. I, I love the fact that, again, in the Rabbit Factory, I love mm. the fact his first shot of the actual film was the opening shot, and they and he managed to get a wobble on the camera, so they had to redo yeah. it. Beautiful. His, his first foray into Hollywood, and it's like, oh, it's wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely shot, though. Oh, it's, be- it's, it's a really beautiful, beautiful opener. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's... Might as well get this out of the way as well. It's a very Lynch light film, isn't it? In the sense that it's definitely grasping for Lynchian stuff, but it doesn't quite have that. But it's it feels very much obviously Twin Peaks fire like me. There's mm. a lot of stuff mm. in there that it feels like this film is kind of The Tobarge is all the way through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In a in good, good way. In a good yeah, I'm not in I'm not in any way, way yeah. doing that as a disparaging thing, but it's, yeah. it's it's one of the rare examples of somebody trying to be a bit Lynchian and it actually working. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it's like almost perfect. This film, okay. And it, it, the the bits that kind of frustrate me, and I remember they frustrated me at the time. Mm. Is they involve Smurfs by any chance? No. Okay. Uh, they, it's that speedy up, slowy down bit. Oh. When you okay. know when going into the school and out the school yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like the slow motion works, but it's kind of like. Speed stop, speed stop. There's something uh, okay. very um, manufactured about it. I mean, obviously it's manufactured, but you know what I mean? It's like, yes, there's something yeah. a bit, it, it, it's a bit jarring, I found, anyway. Okay. I but that's my... it, that's my last negative comment of this film. Oh, well, well, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I know, that's uh... <laughs> a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mind that, because I think that kind of, I think that scene would have worked almost better if they'd replayed it with those characters having their, their liquid spears coming out of them and stuff. <laughs> and that, But that slowing down and speeding up thing, it almost echoes that scene that happens later in the film where that's happening. So I didn't really mind it, but yeah, I get what you mean. It almost pulls you out of that moment, but I think that was all sorts of time to get the song timings right. That's I think a good it was point, that. actually, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Because that's over the um, Tears for Fears, isn't it? It is, yeah. And there's the second use in uh, Time Babble of Love Will Tear Us Apart. Mm, yeah. Last uh, enjoyed in The Time Traveller's Wife. Oh, Very different we, film. Lest we forget. <laughs> lest yeah. we forget. It's scarred our brains for life. <laughs> but it works beautifully in this. Doesn't so it? Well, it really worked actually all right in that, but it works really well in this. It yeah. really does, yeah. 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 I mean, again, a bit on the nose, I would say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a few... What do the lyrics mean? <laughs> yeah, that suddenly doesn't have new meaning. Yeah. That just yeah, has... It's the same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't need anything else you know oh there isn't there isn't another there isn't, meaning it, it, it is what it is yeah. yeah we should put that over different like footage shouldn't we you know like some <laughs> chickens gambling it. in a field or yeah oh yeah, yeah let's, let's test it's uh it's oh, just, uh, just, miserable just quality just to find the happiest fluffiest film yeah, you can and then just go. put that on the soundtrack um yeah oh okay frozen <laughs> rather than let it go yeah <laughs> <laughs> Whistle while you work. Oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, and that's yeah, a dark yeah. film, though, isn't it? Though, yeah, that, is, that would that's, work. That's, that's dark enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As well as those, those kind of eighties try that every nerve. There's some nice little obscure things which oh, I don't know what they. Yeah, well, the some, church. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some nice stuff, and there's a few odd kind of songs like that where it's not just eighties bangers. It's kind of a, a real mixed bag of stuff. There's the that's the famous song from um, 
the cat from Red Dwarf? Is it Danny John Jules? Uh, oh yes, yep. yeah, uh, the Mad World. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentioned yeah, yeah. to do the TFC Didn't know he did that. It? Uh, okay, yeah. That was a joke, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can ignore it all you like, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. It's there for all to hear. <laughs> just, just putting some cones around it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a ch- white chalk outline. White chalk. Please stop <laughs> yeah, signs around yeah. it. Do not yeah. approach. Do, do not, not cross. Do not go near. We know it's there. Everybody just tries past. No, nobody rubbernecks. People no, just drive just past. Walk past <laughs> in silence. Yeah. In, in mournful <laughs> silence. Time! Doing stuff and things. Listen to me! And the soundtrack's really good as well. The piano-y, gentle stuff, and, the, and how it re- replays and stuff, because it almost feels like it's one of, an extended version of one of the tracks. It just fits seamlessly into some of the music that's actually in there as well. Yeah, it works really well. The casting is absolutely yes. perfect. Every single character... Big character, small yes. character. It's absolutely no, bang it, on. It's a good it's cast of knowns and, and some very good unknowns. It's really, yeah. really well yeah. done. Yeah, Everyone's perfect. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten... I genuinely forgotten Swayze was in it. Oh, I hadn't. I'd forgotten um, Drew Barrymore. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> she's great. Yeah, no, she's so good in that. Yeah. She obviously was producing it as well and was behind the kind of pushing of it. And they said they just had a week with her for filming and stuff. So mm. and all that stuff. And then the problems of getting an actor to, to play the um, Jim Cunningham role, the, um, the not preacher, the... Um, life coach. Controlling fear life coach, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. not many people want to play that type of a character. No. Um, which is kind of an unusual, definitely unusual casting. I remember um, at the time, it, we, um, I remember thinking like how good he was in it, mm. thinking like that's a brave role, but also he really goes for it. And I think it's like, it reminded me of the casting of Tom Cruise in Magnolia. Yes. Is that, that kind this of... This shouldn't work. Yeah, it shouldn't work, but why, it, why, it so oh. does. Yeah, 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 that's why. Mm. Yeah. But you're kind of pigeonholing, obviously, some guy Patrick Swayze, possibly even more, you pigeonhole them as to a certain type of film, and it's like... You've removed them from their normal bubble and put them in yeah. here. And it's like, you yeah. stick out like a sore thumb. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's mm. so nicely played. So I mean, the choice, nice I think, was either him or Val Kilmer. Yeah, well, I think I think the Hoff was mentioned as well. Oh, God. <laughs> now, that would have not worked. That would have not worked. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 I mean, the, that. the, that's, that, that's, I get the 80s referencing for that, but obviously. But, yeah, please, um, no. No. <laughs> yeah, because it was Jason Duda, wasn't it? Jason uh, Schwartz, Schwartz, Schwartzman, Schwartz, Schwartzman, Schwartz, yeah, Schwartz, um, Jason Schwartzman, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who was originally down for Donnie, which is quite that would have been Take quite me to cool. Rushmore. <laughs> that would have been really cool casting, but it would have been too similar, maybe. I think Jake Gilling Jake is like absolutely spot on, and you can see why he's a star. There's a moment mm. you can tell when it is actually. There's a moment <laughs> when Cunning is presenting that. Fear and love presentation in front yeah. of all the school children in the theatre, and um, people get up to say what their fears are and things like that. And Donnie kind of sidles up to the microphone, pulls it up. He's got a really big grin on his face, <laughs> and he's like, "Good morning." Yeah, oh, so good. Well, both of them are really good. Jake and Maggie Gillan. Yeah. she's she's really good, and that was her first ever screen role. She's always um, good. Though. Yeah, but she's just a naturalness to her acting. It's really good. Mm. Both of them. 
you and there's that weirdness and you can tell it, it doesn't matter their actors and stuff but there's a especially around the dinner table scenes ca- casting in general is is so good the mum and dad mary mcdonald but they're, they're both really good that whole thing feels like a genuine cinema family it doesn't in any way feel contrived or acting it's like this looks like a family and that quite often doesn't really happen mary mcdonald is fantastic in this yeah she's pitch perfect in that yeah like she does vaguely teary eye really really well (laughs) (laughs) there's the dad kind of laughing at the stuff he shouldn't be laughing and you can see she wants to but she's holding it together because that's not the front you put in front of it but it's just there's layers of subtlety that are just so nicely done so yeah there's that amazing scene where donny is um He's taken in front of the headmaster. He stole Kitty, the failed uh, PE teacher, to stick something up her ass. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the dad, he can't contain himself. And when they're walking out, he's really <laughs> laughing. Well, they're both grinning. Mum and dad are like, oh, my God, did we just do that? But that's also that, that scene leading up to that is that wonderful cut because we yes, don't see it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just beautiful where she's getting them to children to speak out scenarios mm. and mark it on the, the graph between fear and, and love. And love, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, that's, that's not, this is nonsense. I, there's so yeah. many different emotions that a human has, blah, blah, blah. Where can you put this? There's a scene where he literally takes the breath to say the words and then we cut to the principal's office. Yeah. But that's also wonderfully done because it's the mum, dad, Donnie and the principal and you just presume they're the only people in the room. Yeah. And then we get to do the scenario of like, what did you exactly say? And then she stood behind him and, yeah. she said, and she's the one that says it. It's and great. That's beautiful. He told me to stick the lecture card up my ears <laughs> however she says it. Just genius. Just before that as well, when she's giving those cards out, uh, <laughs> she give one of the cards to the bully. Well, what, take it? Well, he's like, take it, get Yeah. T- yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's lovely. Just like, Ugh. Yeah, no, that's so cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Seth Rogen is uh, one of the bullies. He's great. I'd not even registered he was in it because I don't think he'll have been a little no, known no, who no. he was last time no. I watched it. So, yeah. No. Still don't know. <laughs> no. Like, Just know his name. I know, he, I know he's a person. I know his reputation. Yeah. <laughs> But that group of outsiders, misfits, how are we going to look them in that class? It's so nicely done as yeah. well. That reminds me of the Heather's thing as well. No, yeah. the, the class that's doing the fear and love thing. And it's obviously all the kids that don't fit in. It's the outsider yeah. kids. But it's such a fantastic group. I love those. Charita, she's so good. Charita, yeah, she's, she's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shut up. Her rendition so of nice. Autumn Angel is incredible. <laughs> you do follow the the nerds quite a lot throughout the film don't you actually mm, yeah you don't get a lot of the bullies and there's very little of the kind of normal kids no we're definitely hanging out with the outsiders even in the english class we're focusing on those kids. exactly yeah. that and then when um gretchen comes in she mm. says oh i think i've been sent to the wrong english room and drew barrymore's like <laughs> oh, it looks like you fit in here yeah and then she says what's brilliant oh, it's like yeah. she has to choose a seat so like boy you find the cutest i think yeah. that's great that's really funny and then just goes no let her no. choose <laughs> isn't that guy like really like doing oh, there's, the wink, there's, a winky, there's yeah. a winky smiley face turned around like He's oh good. my god yeah she's nobody's gonna sit next to you man no i did <laughs> which which not <laughs> <laughs> but that nicely sets the drew barrymore character up as the kind of almost outsider teacher as well in this kind of very mm. very right-wing religious leaning school um, there's the conversation with Donnie and the science teacher where mm. they start leaning in on God and he's like, I can't, I can't continue this conversation. I'll lose my job. Yeah. And it's like, 
oh, nice. You, you realise how right-leaning that whole establishment is. You kind of start to realise what the film's about at that point, you know. It, it, and I think they refer to it in the, in the Rabbit Factory, the kind of like first album syndrome. Like there's so many kind of weaves and stories and ideas thrown in this film that you, you can almost see what you want to see in it as well. Wow. It's really coolly done. It should kind of be a mess, and I can see why some people don't understand it, because lots of people need resolution with things. If you're happy to not have fully explained resolutions it's beautiful yeah absolutely can i um ask an idiot Ooh, okay yeah. oh god I'm, oh i'm Donnie darko you're not oh, prepared god, are you I'm, I'm putting across on the fear side of the okay now. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see if we can move it across to love <laughs> how often has it moved across the love i've never ticked no yet. okay right <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell yeah we'll carry on right yeah. is this the only film with a really funny lawn green gag in it <laughs> oh that's so nice such it? a brilliant gag in it i love that um the, yeah the, the graham green yeah they're talking about the destructors and uh, by graham green yeah and um well it, it was just beautiful because she, she claims it up as pornography and yeah. it's, like, it's like oh my god <laughs> um and the mom mary mcdonald goes do you even know who graham green is yeah and she goes well we've, i think we've all seen bananas that's right yeah <laughs> It's brilliant. It's so good. And then, but then sits down with like a, yeah, I told her. So yeah, yes, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, good. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I asked the question, then ignored it. Yeah. yeah, But there's a, there's an extra layer to that because uh, Lord Green was, was he's Canadian, wasn't he? Mm. I'd read that he was a radio newscaster, right, during World War II. And he became known as the voice of doom because of all the grim news he reported. Oh, wow. Because he was basically reporting war and death. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. Lord Green, the voice of doom. (laughs) Who'd have thought? That's probably on his his equity badge, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Tattooed across his chest. (laughs) We've all got a Lord Green tattooed, if you're honest. Oh, we're about to get one. Oh, we're about to get one, yeah, yeah. We're we're in a queue waiting for (laughs) our number to be called. Ah, the tattooist is here. (laughs) (laughs) I can only do lawn green. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not lawn green bowls, you fool. (laughs) (laughs) That's crown green bowls. That joke doesn't work. No, but (laughs) again, we'll put some cones around it. (laughs) Back to the joke murder scene. (laughs) They're piling up. The bodies are piling up. (laughs) <laughs> Do you want your tattoo with or without the Bonanza hat? Yeah, I think that's your uh, only choice. I think with. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to have yeah. it, are you? Because she, obviously in the scene in the principal's office and stuff, that character is the butt of all the jokes really through the film because she's so uptight and obviously she's the one fawning after the, um, the dancing. And that scene where they reveal what the, um, the Swayze has been up to is just so beautifully played uh, where they just hold the newspaper yeah. up and they're celebrating and they have to read the headline. That's so nice. They're celebrating the win of Sparkle Motion. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to explain who Sparkle Motion are, Andrew? Well, I look up. Um, well, well, it was the Dirty Dancing Man. So as part of this, one of the school productions, he's hosting basically a talent show for the kids. The aforementioned, is it, Sh- sorry, Sharita. Sharita's does her dance. Walter Mangel. Who else? Does somebody else perform? No. Some of the performance? Is it just those two? And then we, just then, those we can, two. then we go to the, the dance troupe. We've seen practicing earlier in the film and stuff, so we have seen them doing that. Well, they're in the beginning, aren't they? The, yeah, the they're in the And then they perform their song, which is a, a dance tribute to the um, Duran Duran um, hit <sighs> Notorious. Could have been an excess. Could have been a lot worse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it works so well because you've got the kitty person who's the uptight, religious, right-winging person and the, you've got very small children dancing quite provocatively to a Duran Duran song at the school fair. It's it's a beautiful kind of weird 
Merman. And uh, the, the Darko daughter is in it. Yes. It keeps yeah. cutting to the parents and um, Maggie Gilling Jake. Mm. Their faces yeah. are brilliant. They're really, really enjoying it. <laughs> uh, that leads to an amazing line later on when Kitty comes round to see Mary McDonnell at the house because <sighs> Cunningham has, yeah. you know, he's been taken away by the police. He is a naughty man. He's a naughty yeah. man. <laughs> because Sparkle Motion have won a trip to uh, cross country for some big competition or something. She yeah. has to go and represent Le Soir's uh, yeah. at the uh, trial. So she asks Mary McDonnell to chaperone Children, Sparkle yeah. Motion. And she's like, mm-mm. <laughs> No. <laughs> and Kitty goes, sometimes I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. <laughs> it, she delivers it so straight. It's great. <laughs> and like Mary McDonald's smirking. Oh, yeah. Oh, just like, holding back. Just Yeah. Yeah. will let you just babble away. Yeah. For her, this is like the perfect opportunity. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. Well, well, at the beginning of that conversation, Kitty kind of says, you weren't even amongst the first parents that I asked, <laughs> yeah. but nobody else will do it. It's like, <laughs> so you're the last. you are the last <laughs> choice I've got. <laughs> But it has ramifications, doesn't it? Because that's what affects Drew Barrymore and probably the science teacher as well. But even the, really touched upon yet, yeah, the grandma death Carrie character, where oh, yeah. she's pushed, because she pushes her out of the way, matter of factly, and mm. she is the one creating fear. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of trying to teach love, but at the same time, just basically instilling hatred in people. It's, it's not, it's really well done. Instilling hatred in people. It's really well done. Mm, it's really well done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Central and the Oscar goes to... Well, the Oscar goes to uh, the uh, psychiatrist who was in The Graduate. Oh, yes, yeah, Catherine Ross. Catherine yeah, Ross, yeah. 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 Some lovely season of psychiatry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm never, ever going to be a hypnotise. <laughs> no, no. Donald Darker is... Um, <laughs> Little, little Donald, he's under hypnosis. And uh, he's recalling his disappointment and regret of not getting Hungry Hunger Hippos <laughs> for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, who wants to relive those past childhood yeah. traumas? Yeah. 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 I don't think we found out what he did get instead, but we know he didn't get Hungry Hungry Hippos. He certainly didn't get Hungry Hungry Hippos. No. No. Who was the red tracksuit guy? The, the lurky guy. Yeah, he's in it a couple of times. Um, I think so when Gretchen and Little Donald have their first kiss, or yeah. they're about well, to. Nearly. No, yeah, nearly. Nearly, but don't. Um, yeah, don't, because there's this yeah. There's a weird guy. And that he's there later on. It's like these kind of, is he, oh, he's a red herring. Ah, I've worked Whoa. it out. Yeah, well hey, okay. Move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and cue Sting. <laughs> Not that Sting. We've done that joke before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've done all these jokes. We have done uh, <laughs> Right, is it about time that I put a chalk mark around your jokes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's only fun when you're doing it to somebody else. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Said Jack the Ripper. <laughs> and I quote. <laughs> yeah. You can quote me on that. Time! Yeah! Nothing, actually nothing. Can I ask another idiot? Oh, uh, yeah. Ask another idiot. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's a chud? What's a chud? Yeah. Isn't chud the one that comes out of the... Is that the film that uh, just come out of the... No, that's Ghoulies. Oh, uh, the toilet. I don't recall seeing chud. I feel like I should have seen chud because I used to watch a lot of it that. It stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Oh, okay. But I don't, I don't know if they're referencing... <laughs> that chart. So in, in the Rabbit Factory, they talk about the fact that they were going to, sh- when they go to the cinema, they were going to go mm. see Chud. Oh, really? 
Oh, that's yes. a nice layer. The people who own the rights to Chud were asking for a ridiculous amount of money. And one of the producers knew Sam Raimi, ah, um, who kind of went, yeah, I can get you this. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'll so we it. get the Evil Dead. So we get the Evil Dead, which is oh, great. It's, it fits perfectly. So what's the scene in the film with the Chud then? One of the characters calls someone, oh, you're so, he's such a Chud. Oh, Just right, random. okay. Ah, right. Because okay. it's not written on the. I, I turned on the. I rewound it. I turned on the <laughs> you, subtitles. You re- rewound the streaming. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Rewound the streaming. And uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm hanging on with my fingertips here. Leave me alone. <laughs> I rewound it. The streaming. Yeah. Right. And I, I turned on the subtitles. Then I rewatched yeah, yeah. it. And Chud was not an acronym. Therefore, oh, it wasn't the film. But ah. it's a really lovely reference to oh, okay. the fact that they tried to get. Chud, the acronym film. Yeah. But it turns out that Chud yeah. is um, derogatory slang for person of the political right in America. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Which fits into the political side of it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. But anyway, what I was going to say about The Evil Dead, it's like it's used so perfectly where you don't see the film at the beginning with Gretchen and Little Donald. Mm. And the camera sort of like focuses in on them as they're sitting in yeah. an empty cinema. There should be lots more people private. watching The Evil Dead, right? I'm going to say, but a private screen, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that should have been full. I was going to make a joke about that, um, and it was probably during COVID. The cinema is called the Aero Cinema, so they must have had bubble seating. Here we go. Nice. <laughs> if I had a party popper, I would pop it now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it, it, it focuses in on the couple, and you hear this sort of... Oh, the thud. Which is the thud of the bench outside mm. the lonesome cabin, which is quite a scary moment in the film anyway. Mm. And it works perfectly on the soundtrack for that bit. And then when Frank opens the portal on the screen... In, on the and screen you get, of the film and, itself, and yeah. yeah, they've chosen the really beautiful moments yes. with the uh, clock. It spins around really fast, doesn't it? And there's like yeah. a pendulum and all sorts. It's beautifully done. It's a nice, a nice nod to that. Yeah, using some cheesier 80s film wouldn't have worked as well, no, really. Like Chud. One of those, like Chud. <laughs> um, it's one of those kind of accidental things where the thing they're after they can't get, so the runner-up film is like, why weren't you using this in the first place? Yeah, like, this, this it works, works so perfectly. That, that would have made it very different. Yeah. But I think this, this whole film is just feels so serendipitous in the sense that it's his first film, it's got no business being this good. You know, and, uh, you know, there's so much love for it, but like everything is working perfectly. Everything's, it's one of those rare moments where everything's slotted into place perfectly. Is this fate? Is this coincidence? (laughs) It all works together in the whole film, you know, it's, ah, it's It feels like when you've looked into how it was made and stuff that the people making it wanted it to work as well so that the, the guys they're fighting to make it in widescreen whereas they're like you, you're a first time yes, director you, yeah. you're not allowed widescreen which is odd isn't it yeah but it's like you have to earn some stripes first so the so the, the cinematographer was like oh but I can do this and cut costs and then he goes I was just bullshitting just because I wanted to play around and mess around with the, with the scenes and I could use this as a little experiment myself so it was like he got the right accidentally possibly got the right people mm. for the wrong reasons or the right reasons and everybody seemed to be on board with it yeah it's all almost the kind of citizen care thing, isn't it of that kind of like throwing so much stuff at the, at the thing and it just it just happens to pay off can i ask another idiot oh god it's only three yeah, yeah it's only three idiots yeah wait, yeah. wait might be more Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. ask another idiot are you wearing a stupid man suit <laughs> constantly <laughs> <laughs> i like to think i'm not <laughs> But I am. But you probably are. I am. Yeah, I've seen that big. You am, you'll be. 
Yeah, I am Al B. I, I, I've seen how people look at me. This is definitely a stupid man. So, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a beautiful admission, and I admire you for it. Can't not. I mean, the viewer can't, the viewer, the listener can't see me. Um, Unfortunately, um, listener, I can. <laughs> Somebody has. You can feel the, but but the listener can hear, feel the, hear the pain in your voice yeah. as you're speaking to me. Yeah. So it's true. Can, yeah. It and gives them a, a glimpse of how horrific. But yeah. The, the, but yeah, the empathy as well. I know, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. If only I meant it. I'll, I'll still take it. <laughs> you, still, you might as well. I'll, I'll still take <laughs> it. It's as close as I'm going to get to uh, any, kind of, any kind of compassion. Time! Not much, really. Drew Barrymore, she gets sacked for being too experimental and she yeah. runs outside the building and kind of goes, <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> She turns around and Sharita's there and eating a sandwich. Oh, but also, is she underneath? <laughs> she's the underneath. She's down. hiding. It's, yeah. It's like, oh man. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah and she just—they just exchange that beautiful look of like <laughs> of that almost like kind of like it doesn't get any better when you get older. <laughs> but yet, there's a scene later on where Donnie encounters her. Yeah. She's always hanging around the group of yeah. kids, isn't she? With when Donnie's there, or, or she's sat by herself, like at the fountain and stuff. She's she's around a lot. You know, he sort of like grabs her and says, "We'll get better. We'll get better." And uh, she realizes that he won't and runs off. Yeah, that not also because she's in love with him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the person that you admire from a distance mm. is suddenly grabbing you by the head, and she's got like they're not even headphones, are they? Don't no, they're mufflers. Saying this, so basically to drown mm. out the world yeah she's constantly wearing kind of earmuffs mm. and he's like oh my god yeah yeah in the next scene he's wearing them yes that's yeah. <laughs> which is great <laughs> i'm gonna give them back i'm just no. gonna steal them <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about it earlier on with the joy division uh, on soundtrack mm. with the party at the end all right and yeah. uh, there's a shot of the grandfather clock in the darko's house yeah and even the grandfather clock looks like a sad face Oh. It's brilliant. The whole film is drenched no. in this sadness that even the clock is disappointed. The whole film yeah. is a sad face. <laughs> but yeah, again, there's this humour running through it. So there's a bit where, like an hour before the, the world ends, ends yeah. yeah, go to see Grandma Death. Mm-hmm. And there's little Donald and there's Gretchen. And there's these two friends, because they've been to a fancy dress party, one of them is dressed as a Viking. <laughs> one's dressed as Hulk Hogan and they just stand there in the background out of focus yeah. and there's this like serious thing going on and it's just like <laughs> a Viking and Hulk Hogan and then a clown and the rabbit turn up that's yeah. right yeah yeah, as they usually do as they yeah, yeah such is life and then he gets smushed by a jet engine and then yeah well and she doesn't exactly um, come out of this unscathed no well no she does though doesn't she because well she does but that she doesn't happen momentarily doesn't yeah we haven't done how, how time, time works. works and on this one wow okay. oh I'm not going to no. <laughs> when I was doing some extensive research mm-hmm. I did find the, the, the blurb that kind of <laughs> casually explains the film which is a long paragraph which I won't read but it's really convoluted to the point where you end up at the end of this paragraph more confused than when you started it's the thing you just don't need it no, you, you really don't. You get what's it. going on. And it doesn't help by reading this. Yeah, and yeah. the questions you don't need answering, don't need answering. No. It's not I, I what the it's, film's about. No, I find it strange, people's need for absolute resolutions and stuff. It's like, just let your brain think mm. about this, and you, you might find you have a thought. It's kind of interesting. Well, it's like what you were saying earlier on about the different layers of the film, where ostensibly it's a time travel science fiction, psychological, high school political drama <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but then yeah. within that there's all this other stuff going on 
Mm. And that's kind of it, almost more interesting than the stuff at the top. This thing, it's the rise of the geeks. It's where like, it's like, this must mean that because that happened and then that happened. No, stop it. Stop, stop it, it yeah. please. And stop, and then stop, and also stop giving people those answers and stop giving people what they're asking for because it doesn't help. Yeah. It really and they're doesn't wrong. Help. Yeah, and there's no need. There's <laughs> no wrong. need for it. That's 20 odd years ago now. And it's, it's almost rare now to have something that's left unexplained this yeah. need to explain things or to give everything away it's very strange i think one of the things that they also refer to was when it was shown at sundance and somebody stood up and kind of went this film doesn't obey any of the rules of filmmaking and all that kind of stuff but somebody ended up and go this is the best thing i've ever seen it's mm. like the best and it's like a weirdness of kind of not having stuff explained and the people who really really need hand-holding through a story. Yeah. Strange. Maybe strange. maybe those people just shouldn't be watching films, but yeah. It's... Or alive. Or, or ideally or alive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that right at the end, there's the bit where, like, you know, time resets itself. Mm. Donnie's like, essentially, this is the answer. Donnie saves everyone by sacrificing himself, which was ever yeah. last. It's a classic scenario. Yeah. There's a wonderful bit where Gretchen cycles past and oh, then okay. has that moment with Mary McDonnell. Yeah. She's beautiful and she waves. And then yeah. the little kid next to her waves to the audience. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like a... It's like a wave everybody. to the fourth wall. Yeah, goodbye, goodbye. now. We're done. <laughs> it's almost like the um, Lionel Jeffries films, isn't it? The Railway Children and yeah. Mr. Blunden where exactly the wave at the yeah. end. Yeah, I mean, that's she... a reference too far, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt Richard <laughs> Kelly was... <laughs> I can't think. Well, there's that. There's the um, Ben Wheatley one that do, does that as well, isn't there? The there is. New, New Year's Eve one. Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not many, can't think of very many films where that direct goodbye happens at the end. It's quite nice. Uh, they used to do it a lot on Rainbow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. <laughs> yeah. What a horror show that was. Anyway, let's not get into that. I, I do love that scene as well where we found out, obviously, the jet engine has, has also re-crashed or crashed for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we see the family outside. And I love how it pans across the distraught family. It pans to Mary McDonald. She's obviously visibly upset, but she's almost nonchalantly leaning on a tree. And yeah, she's holding it in. Mm. Just, yeah, just, again, that character holding in what's going on it almost looks like she's indifferent until you realise oh no it's such a beautiful shot as it pans through the distraught face and yeah. her just static it's wonderful face. yeah and that confusion when she when Gretchen waves at her and just waves back because <laughs> she doesn't know they don't know each other now although I don't think they actually knew each other anyway did they but not really no um, I don't think they ever meet unless there's a bit that I can't remember from the other cut but yeah. Uh, yeah. who cares yeah nobody <laughs> are we going to leave it on who cares is that what we're going to do <laughs> Is that what we've come to? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, before we finish, oh, there's yeah. a tick box bingo to be dealt with. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a bit where little Donald speaks to his psychiatrist about his disappointment about losing his dog. Oh, Carrie. That like yeah. crawls under the house to be alone. Oh, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Time travel dog. Nice. We don't see, but it's nope. a, it's a plot it's there. It's yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think there are any. Top, uh, top there's n- there isn't. There's not really daddy issues. No. Uh, well, except for the except. For oh, Gretchen. I think there is. Yeah. Yeah, Gretchen's got a little bit of daddy issues. Yeah. 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 <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And whatever else is on those list? Uh, well, there is definitely things that distract us from the void. Yeah. There always is. Yeah. <laughs> They've already been pre-ticked. Sympathetic henchmen? <laughs> That'd be the Seth Rogen and the other guy, wouldn't it? Oh. They're not henchmen, they're just bullies. No. Are there any Could it be the Viking and uh, Hulk Hogan? 
Yes. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> Tick. Are we going to get a nearly full set as well? Oh. That is rare. And all because nobody took the top off, we won't get a full a full set. I don't think there's oh. any scenes where people take the top off. No. If the top came off the plane, that would work. Oh. But it's not, it's the engine. Full, it's the engine, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for... Haiku on a brick! Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. You like going first, don't you? You like putting yourself out there. I do a little bit. You know, you, in front yeah. of everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know no, me. No. Ex- yeah, exactly. Extrovert, extrovert all over. Yeah. Extrovert, yes, yeah, right. Look at me. Look at me, everyone. Yeah. Mm. Please don't look at me. <laughs> please, don't look at me. <laughs> please, please don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping you've gone with a, with a snappy, funny limerick, but we'll, we'll see. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm still on Team Haiku, obviously. Of course you are. It's going to take a while for me to get back on the, on the limerick. Well, you, you did pop back... A couple of weeks oh, yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so that's that so that to... you're still like <laughs> muddling through I... with the haiku. Um, it's, it's, I got to admit, it's slightly disappointing. Oh, okay. Yet, okay. I love them. Don't disappoint me. There will be no disappointment. Here we go. Sleeping in your bed, plain debris comes crashing down. Welcome, its embrace. Crikey. <laughs> Give me one sec. <laughs> it's okay. Another sec. <laughs> Are you alright? Yeah, <laughs> Do we yeah. need a chat? <laughs> no, no, no. I found this film was hard for me. I found it hard to find a thing to grasp for the poetry. But you found it. Okay, yeah, it was in there. I just needed to... It's like to... that thing where people say, this is a word in a foreign language, can't explain, it's got no translation, <laughs> and then they go on to translate it yeah, by yeah, explaining every... what the word is. Because everything's translatable. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. apart from your poems. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They are. They're just like... They just exist. Yeah. Strings of gold. Oh, nice. nice. So where are we, sir? Are we... Are we... Are we focusing in? We are not focusing in this week. Oh, are you bigger we? picturing? Yeah, we're bigger picturing. Yeah. Oh, no, Why not? Okay, so I've, I've accidentally gone in and you've gone bigger picture. Okay. I don't exactly know what you were doing. I wasn't listening. No, I was just embracing <laughs> death's welcome. Yeah. Welcoming arms of death. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hiya. Hello. <laughs> I thought this week I would try and, because um, I rarely try and encapsulate the whole movie or mm. the main character or something like that. Rather than honing down to some ridiculous extent. <laughs> but I've got a limerick. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. It's what you wanted. Excellent. It's what you it wanted. It is what I wanted. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally on the edge of my seat now. Right. Okay. Careful now. Okay. Here we go. There once was a truculent teen, a six foot rabbit he's seen. He's perfecting his frown as he cycles round town. But will the end of the world intervene? Nice. Oh, man. That here is we go. pretty cool. Ending with a question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you Thank did you. not disappoint. Nice. And that slightly offsets my yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I think there's the perfect balance. I think we're getting to that. <laughs> the inherent yin and yang of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> when poets yet to be look back on this. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I mean Did this you... is how Wordsworth started, isn't it? Oh god, yeah. 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 All the greats. Cues. Mm. Oh, yeah, they, they were either they were the, the haikuing yeah. or limericks. Elliot. Until they, yeah. Oh. Their early limericks were amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God, they were. <laughs> oh. There once was a haggis. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. No. 
<laughs> there once was a villa on the south of France, yeah. There we um, go. <laughs> there once was a band in excess. That gag wouldn't work if it had been Chud and the Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> or would it? Maybe it would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.